the New York Jets have had a large question mark looming around a specific position, and now we seem to be getting more clarity. Also, a surprising offensive weapon makes an announcement this week. What's up, Jets fans? Welcome to another edition of Jet Nation Live. We are your hosts, Dylan Terman and Chris Schubert. Back with another episode. Had some internet problems last night on my end, so had to push the, the schedule back one day. Appreciate Chris for being so flexible with me. Chris, how are we doing tonight? Good. I mean, I would I would have done the whole 53 by myself, but it would have just been my list. You would have been probably very upset with me if I just went through my uh, top 53 rankings and didn't have yours in there. But yes, we've got the top 53 tonight, which will be fun. Uh, we actually did a little bit in the pre-show, uh, some changes right beforehand. So it should be, uh, should be a fun show. Some, some, some news, our rankings finish up, lots of stuff to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned it, our rankings. We're definitely going to finalize it now this is the the complete finale of it we're ranking every single player one through 53 we're not going to be crazy and go all the way down to the 90 i did rank the practice squad although i don't really believe in those rankings but we did rank one through 53 and no it wouldn't have been fun to see just your rankings because i disagree with quite a few of them so it'll be fun to get into but the news of the week first and foremost a wide receiver makes an announcement, Corey Davis, he's going to step away from football. He posted it on his social media. This came after multiple days of missed practice for what was called personal reasons by Robert Sala. Um, Finally, it comes out that he's been mulling retirement since as early as uh, training camp and telling his teammates about it. Um, So now it comes to a head. He is going to step away from football. So they do put him on the reserve list. They are able to uh, recoup the money that he was owed. I believe it's in the 10 to 11 million range. So there's tons of speculation on who that money should go to now. But Chris, just your thoughts on Corey Davis stepping away, just 28 years old, entering a season where he's going to have the best quarterback throwing to him. So a bit confusing as to why the timing is, but hopefully nothing uh, too too crazy in his personal life going on. Yeah, first and foremost, I mean, the best to, to Corey and his family. It appeared to be a very tough decision that he was mulling it over for the last couple of weeks, but he needs to do what is best for him. He feels like retiring is the best decision for him uh, and for his family and for his future. And I am never going to criticize somebody who walks away from this game at, at any point, uh, citing whatever reasons they want to step away. Same thing with Andrew Luck when he stepped away as early in his career as he did. The same applies for Corey Davis. I am never going to criticize a player for stepping away. We know unfortunately, some of the long-term ramifications that playing this game can have on your long-term health. I don't know if that's what weighed on Corey Davis, but because that's in the back of my mind when I think about all of this stuff, I'm sure it's in the back of these players' minds as they think about it. So if any player chooses to step away, uh, I don't care if they're 24, 28, 32, 35, whenever they choose to step away, I'm never going to criticize a player for that. So first and foremost, the best to Corey and his family and whatever is next for him in that regard. Now we can talk about the football ramifications of this for the New York Jets. Yes, they're going to recoup the $10.5 million uh, that Corey would count against the cap for uh, 2023. The only thing they're required to hold on to their books is what his dead cap hit would be if they were to have cut him, let's say, six weeks ago, eight weeks ago. That's the only thing they're required to withhold. I think it was only going to be about a couple hundred thousand dollars, if that. It wasn't a ton of money uh, for the New York Jets. So they recoup all of that cap space, and you have to wonder what they are going to do with it. Well, We know that when Corey Davis was on this roster and after they signed Alan Lazard and even with Garrett Wilson in the building, they were flirting around with uh, Odell Beckham Jr., putting a contract offer in front of Odell Beckham Jr. So we know this team was looking to upgrade this wide receiver department, even with the current core as it's currently uh, constituted, uh, minus Corey Davis. So it stands to reason that the Jets would be reaching out, uh, poking around, 
it was the reason why I thought they were going to be in the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes is because they were poking around already with a fully uh, fledged group. But listen, I'm going to say something that's very controversial to Jets fans. This wide receiver group after Garrett Wilson is subpar. And in a year in which, and I've talked about this so many times, I'm going to sound like a broken record to a lot of people, but it is a, a point that I feel very strongly about. When you are a team that with all of your actions have made it very, very clear, you are not in 2023 to just win 10, 11 games, get into the postseason, break a postseason streak, and oh, if we go out in the first round, all shucks, we'll just we'll regroup and we'll do it again next year. That is not the mantra. That is not the, the goals and expectations that this team is putting on themselves. Listen to what Aaron Rodgers says every time he takes a podium, every time he sits down for an interview. The expectations and goals of this franchise internally inside the four walls of that building are to be competing for an AFC championship, to be competing for a Super Bowl, and being the team that hosts the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the season. Those expectations they've put on themselves with all of their decision-making. So with that being the backdrop for this, I can't look at this current group of wide receivers and say, you've told me you're all in. You go out and you spend seven-plus million dollars with incentives that gets up to over eight for Dalvin Cook. And yet you sit around and have the offensive line problems that you've had this offseason, although that appears to be coming together right at the right time for this team. And now you've got what I think is a major hole on this wide receiver department. Garrett Wilson's a wide receiver one. Al Lazard, at best, is probably a low-end wide receiver two. You're now slotting him into being a high-end wide receiver two in this offense, right? Randall Cobb, Nicole Hardman, I think these are role players that you're now asking to be wide receiver three, wide receiver four, and have major roles for this team. Now, maybe they're going to utilize the backs more out of the backfield and throw the ball to them. Maybe you're going to see more two tight end sets and get the two tight ends involved. But to me, I got to have every stone unturned if I'm Joe Douglas. You have told this fan base, you have told us, we are all in for 2023. Your wide receiver room doesn't act like you're all in in 2023. Your offensive line depth and your starting offensive line unit doesn't stack up with the idea of all your chips being in the middle, all in for 2023. And so I've been a big process guy when it's been in all the shows that we've done this offseason. I've talked about the process how this process doesn't feel very, very um, strict with me, right? It doesn't, they're not fully on board with all in. They say they're all in, but not everything they do um, matches up with that. So for me, they've got to be on the phone. I've got a bunch of names I can throw at you, but I, I, there, there has to be somebody that's brought into this team before week one of the regular season. Yeah, and just to bring it full circle again, I'm glad that you said there are two parts of it, the personal and the football, because it's easy for people that sit up here like you and I to lose sight of the personal side of it because we're so fan based and so like team oriented that we're just like all we see is like team, you know, team this team that so I'm glad that you put it that way with Corey and I, I agree I have to say that it takes guts to retire at such a young age because you're doing the the hard right thing. What are you going to I just want to address a comment that I'm seeing in the chat because I can see the comments here from Momo sure. who says, I don't believe Corey Davis retiring causes a problem for the Jets wide receiver room. Hot take. The Jets had a problem in their wide receiver room with Corey Davis on the team. Yeah. Like, I I'm sorry. I, I hate to be the person that brings this news to everybody, but this, this wide receiver group with Corey Davis was already lacking in comparison. Go look at the Chargers wide receiver room. Go look at the Bengals wide receiver room. Mm -hmm. just, I can those two teams just in particular teams that you are I'm sorry going to be directly competing with potentially in the postseason potentially for a wild card spot like those two teams just in your own conference have are, are deeper and have a better one two punch at the wide receiver position than you do and so I'm sorry I, I I just think they're behind the eight ball they were behind the eight ball if Corey Davis played in week one I think they're even further behind the eight ball now so the Corey Davis news doesn't change how I feel I already thought this was a problem yeah, it, it certainly was a problem. Um, 
I had Corey Davis slotted in as the wide receiver two over Alan Lazard because I just think he's more talented than Alan Lazard. And like you said, Alan Lazard is probably a low-end wide receiver two. Now he's being thrust up into this high-end wide receiver two. And I felt like Corey Davis was kind of fringe high-end wide receiver two. And he could have got you out of more situations. Obviously, the chemistry that Lazard has with Aaron Rodgers is unmatched compared to what Davis has. And when you miss so much time, it's hard to create chemistry. But when you're just talking about talent alone and being able to produce with good quarterback play, I believed in Corey Davis to make a huge impact on this team. So I think it it does have an impact on the room, but the room was lacking to begin with because I'm not a huge fan of Cobb as your five. I'm not a, right. I'm not a huge fan of using Miko Hardman as a starter in 11 personnel. I was really hoping that they would go like big big bodies like uh, Lazard, Davis, and then maybe Garrett Wilson as your 11 personnel trio. I really wasn't expecting Lazard uh, Hardman, excuse me, to have to be thrust into that. Now he's your slot guy on 11 personnel like every time, and that's really tough. So if you go 12 personnel, you have to have Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazard out there no matter what because they're your biggest bodies or else you're going to have Miko Hardman, Randall Cobb, and now you're one injury away from Jason Brownlee having to play football and make an impact with meaningful snaps. Zach Rosenblatt of The Athletic put it out uh, with Rodgers, the amount of targets every person got in camp. Brownlee had three targets and two catches. That's not going to get it done in the regular season if you've not worked with Rodgers enough. So it does create a huge hole on the team, but it was already a position that I've been pounding the table for that they need to upgrade. And there's been plenty of names floated out there. I think Marquise Brown is one of the realistic topic uh, names that are going off. Um, then you have the unrealistic ones like Mike Evans and Devontae Adams. Just, um, it's and, never going to happen. And it's you good. mentioned one and you mentioned uh, yeah. the team, but I don't think the team will do it because like you said, directly competing and they're in a wind- winning window that's Tyler Boyd of the Cincinnati Bengals. And I really think that that's a name that's intriguing. Um, if they could pull it off, that'd be amazing because it kind of just replaces uh, the body type of Corey Davis. I'm not saying he gives you the run blocking upside of Corey Davis, but uh, do you have any thoughts on on who they could potentially bring in? I know you mentioned uh, Boyd to me. Yeah, I, I'll just quickly. I, I forgot to mention uh, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle in my wide receiver uh, yeah. duos, right? I didn't mention in Hall of Famer Kirk Braxton and- Berrios. Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley in Jacksonville. Like these are teams that you yeah. are potentially going to be directly competing with for seeding for wild card spots. Like these are teams you are absolutely going to be up against and their, their top two wide receiver options are infinitely better than yours. And I love Garrett Wilson. They're, they're just infinitely better than yours. And so that's a huge problem. Look, I, the Hollywood Brown thing's interesting to me. Um, I, I know people are, are viewing the trading of Isaiah Simmons and they are viewing the trading of Josh Jones as a complete fire sale for the Arizona Cardinals. I get it. I can see why you think that. Jones was a backup offensive lineman. The moment they took Paris Johnson sixth overall, Jones was going to be relegated to being a swing tackle and being depth. They had two guys that emerged in camp as swing tap tackle depth for them. I know because I live here in the state and I see it all I see the conversations all day long. So they felt like he was an expendable asset that could net a, a additional draft pick. Uh with Isaiah Simmons Isaiah Simmons actively hurt this team during his tenure here in Arizona. He was not a very good player. They could not find a role for him in this system. And so when you bring in, what does it say about Isaiah Simmons? When you bring in a defensive coordinator in Jonathan Gannon to run your team, and one of the guys that could be a linchpin to fixing this defense, they're okay with sending off for a seventh-round pick. 
That says a lot to me about the way they they felt about Isaiah Simmons. So yeah. again, I know it might scream fire sale, but there are other reasons why these moves could 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 take place. Now, could you get Hollywood Brown? Potentially. You should probably make the phone call and see. Uh, the reason why I think the Tyler Boyd thing is more likely, and he's the name that I threw out there. I'll give you another name here in a second that could potentially make some sense. They used two draft picks in this year's class on wide receivers. I think in anticipation of Tyler Boyd not being on this team in 2023, because it is my assumption, a hot take, I know, Jamar Chase is going to get a very large contract extension from the Cincinnati Bengals, okay? I know, hot take, but I believe Jamar Chase is going to be paid there long-term. I think the other guy they're going to pay long-term is T. Higgins. And so with those two guys, they're not going to want to pay three wide receivers. So if they let Tyler Boyd go in free agency this offseason, what kind of compensatory pick could they get back? I don't know, but the Jets have three fourth-round picks. They also have a third-round pick. That might be better than what Cincinnati would get via via the compensatory pick system for Tyler Boyd leaving in free agency. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to do it because they may feel like we want Tyler Boyd on our team. We want to have the best roster we can. But Charlie Jones has apparently had a really good training camp and preseason to where they might be able to just take Tyler Boyd out of the equation, put Charlie Jones in there, and Charlie Jones might be able to give them similar to similar production to what Tyler Boyd was going to give them in the grand scheme of an offense that already has to feature Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. And so they might be more receptive to it because they already have their long-term answer on the roster. And the third that they might get, because the Jets could very easily offer a third, and then if they want to get back into round three all the way in the 2024 draft, they've got three fourth-round picks as it currently sits. They could take two of those fourth-round picks, package them together, move up, get themselves into the third round, and still have a pick, uh, another pick on day two. So there's a lot of ways to do this. I'll give you another name. I know everybody wants to talk about before, trading. Before you Devontae. do, I I want to just put it out in the comments. Somebody put it out in the chat. I just want to see if they guessed it right. Is that name Michael Gallup? It is not Michael Gallup. Uh, okay, I, I'm kind of out on Michael Gallup. I understand okay. why he's he's a he's a coming off the injury. He has not been very good. Sure. Um, but you you look at him and you think okay. There might be a, a he might be expendable on the roster, and so Dallas might be interested in moving on from him. Everybody wants to talk about oh, Aaron Rodgers played in Green Bay, played with Devontae Adams. Go trade for Devontae Adams. Everybody wants to talk about Devontae Adams, right? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.